This is the fear of science. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to The Fear of Science, the podcast that dives into the wide world of science topics and science-adjacent topics to demystify, debunk, and delight. Each show features a new science fear with special guests and more surprises along the way. My name is Daniel Jai. And I'm Jeff Porter. And just in time for beautiful summertime here in Vancouver, British Columbia. Of course, we are recording, as always, at the beautiful Inspiration Lab here in Vancouver. As the weather heats up, it's a great time to talk about climate change. Oh, yeah. And joining us in studio, we have two special guests uh, here to help us uh, explore and dive into this subject and figure out what it's all about. Uh, Who do we have? I'm Curtis, and I make science videos on YouTube where I do weird things like set up thousands of dominoes or seal myself in a jar to talk about climate change, which is probably one of the reasons I'm here. Great. Uh, I'm Ivan Decker. I'm a comedian. Uh, I don't really know a lot of stuff. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's that's great because uh, one thing we try and do here on Fair Science is to learn as much as our listeners do. So we're glad you're here to help great. us. Great. I'm here to represent the lowest common denominator. <laughs> uh, and uh, oh, I, I wish that we, we had more time here in the Inspiration Lab where we could like hermetically seal off this room just like you would do on your YouTube channel. I was saying just, uh, earlier, you know, I'm a little worried of, actually about the uh, carbon dioxide levels in here if we spend too much time. Yeah. How, may get how loopy. badly are we sealed off in this room? I've never thought well, about it until Curtis mentioned It's really something. nice and quiet in here, which is great for a podcast, but not great for <laughs> ventilation. <Right>. Great. <laughs> That's why our episodes are around 45 minutes long. Yeah, no, we'll be fine. <laughs> well, one good thing about, about uh, recording here is that in here, it is, of course, a little bit climate controlled. So oh. let's dive right into, uh, into this subject. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll start off with the same question we start off every episode with. Why are people afraid of climate change? Hmm. I mean, I think that it's because it kind of feels like the world is ending, yeah. uh, which is a pretty horrifying thing. That is. Um, and the like serious side, I'll let, I'll let Ivan approach this later, <laughs> but the serious thing is that a lot of people are, are going to die and be displaced from their homes. It's a really big deal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's something that is, on the one hand, reasonable to be anxious about. I think it's also a lot of people feel despair because there's not really any answer of what we're supposed to do. It's it. We need such broad systemic change. Like Al Gore came out with Inconvenient Truth, and everybody's like, "I'm gonna start recycling my yogurt. That'll fix it." Yeah. It's like, no, it's not. You need way more than that. What year uh, did that come out? Two thousand one. Yeah. Did yeah. he make a sequel? Yeah. Yeah, I think he still made one that's like it's still pretty bad, guys. <laughs> <laughs> not All as catchy. Me flying around in my jet didn't really help, but uh, <laughs> I got the word out there, I guess. Yeah, I think that it's uh, it's. People are afraid of it for that reason because they feel like there's nothing they can do. And then it's also like, I think people are, it's kind of a weird thing too that the world is ending. Because for years, like uh, uh, extreme religion people have been like, the world is ending. And then everybody's like, shut up. No, it's not. And then now that scientists are like, oh, hey, it actually is. The religious people are like, hey, not your way. We wanted it to be our thing. We can't, you're not allowed to have this. The giant fake guy in the sky is going to destroy us all, not what we're doing to the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Another thing that's scary about it along those lines is that 
scientists have been talking about it since the 70s. Mm-hmm. And unlike a lot of predictions where it's like, well, the, the very recent science says that acid rain is going to something in the next few years, it's going to be bad. We've been watching the data pour in over the last 30, 40 years, and it, it does match with the predictions, and that's not... Yeah, and it doesn't just feel good. Further back, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there have been five mass extinctions in the history of the Earth. Is yeah, that right? that sounds about right. <laughs> five or six. I mean, we'll six see. is coming. Yeah, we'll see. it's correct. Way. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, that seems to be a common theme, and so it's like we haven't prepared for that at all. We're just like, right, no, that, that was the last one. We'll be fine. Like, I think it's really funny that dinosaurs were on Earth for, like, 250 million years, and we're not even going to make it to 50,000. Yeah. Like, it's very optimistic for humans to live on Earth for 50,000. So long after we're gone, this will still be dinosaur planet. You know, it's like if a rich guy lived in like a house and he was really famous, but then like somebody moved in for like a little bit in the garage and then they were like, <laughs> this is my house. I lived there for a month in the garage. They're like, no, this is the mansion from uh, Citizen Kane. We're always going to remember from that. <laughs> uh, that that reminds me of uh, one of my, uh, this lyric from a, a song from Porno for Pyros. Porno for oh, Pyros yeah. from uh, back oh, in the 90s. Classic. I love that. Yeah, Perry yeah. Farrell, right? Yeah. Uh, good times. Uh, it, it's a lyric that goes, uh, uh, my friend says we're like the dinosaurs, only we're doing ourselves in much faster than they ever did. We'll make great pets. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you know, I mean, uh, everyone's, you know, uh, whether it's on the news or, or, you know, even just looking outside, you know, like uh, uh, weather is getting hotter. Uh, you know, extreme weather events are the fact that we now have the phrase extreme weather, you know, uh, happening extreme weather event definitely is cause for like, why do we have names for these things? Yeah. Uh, so so uh, uh, from our expert, uh, what is climate change? Uh, you know, it's getting hotter outside. Oh, winter is getting colder in some places. Is it as simple as that or is it much more complicated? It's pretty complicated, but the very, very simple version of it is that we are pumping out, we as a species, humans, are pumping out carbon dioxide by burning fossil fuels, by burning gas and oil. And that's going into the atmosphere and that is causing a big change to our climate because it's doing weird things with sunlight. Basically, sunlight comes in and that that carbon dioxide traps that temperature. And so it does make the planet warmer overall, but it also makes weather just more extreme throughout the seasons. So we have a really dry winter, sorry, we have a really dry summer here in Vancouver, Mm. and that causes more forest fires and so on. Um, The spring was really wet in Ontario, so the farmers can't plant. So, and it's every season is a little more extreme. So that's climate change in a nutshell. It snowed on the Okanagan connector yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. It is. What's the date today? July? Uh, June. June 20th. June 20th. I don't even know what month it is. That's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Who cares anymore? (laughs) There's no way to predict anything. (laughs) This is actually the first, uh, I was thinking about it, this is the first fear of science we've done where the fear is actually something we should fear. (laughs) Like normally, except fear of zombies, but I don't feel 
Like that's going to happen anytime. Or soon. in my case, fear of spiders. Oh, yeah, that's true. Flashback. That's true. <laughs> I think we need to just hurry up and upload our consciousnesses into some sort of shell that will survive regardless of the climate. This is obviously the only option. Where's so, Armin Zola to, to make our mech suits yeah. for us? I mean, These fragile human meat skeleton <laughs> vehicles, we got to get rid of them. Or we could just go to Mars because it's really cold there and we're good at warming planets up. It's true. Oh, <laughs> Well, I'm not really proposing that. Yeah. Think, we're we like natural the terraforming. Yeah. The moon is part of Mars. I don't know if you uh, follow the president on Twitter, but he is that what he that. said now? He said we're going to Mars, which the moon is part of. Which I know he means like getting to Mars. The moon is an important step, but everybody on Twitter took it literally. And we're like, <laughs> he thinks the moon's on Mars. Uh, uh, you know, one thing that I uh, love to do with all of our podcast topics here on Fear of Science is uh, see how you know the general public gets uh, exposed to it through pop culture and and things like Hollywood. For for climate change, how? You know, uh, I I think I already know the answer, but how accurate is, say, movies like The Day After Tomorrow or Mad Max? I mean, it's hard to say. Like, it's really hard. Oh, to so it's possible. The okay, good to know. Um, <laughs> the documentaries. Yeah, I mean, I actually haven't seen Mad Max, so I feel out of touch. <gasps> oh. I need oh. to. I think I that's to. the biggest revelation here. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, it it's hard to say exactly how extreme it will be because we have the option to act on it, right? Like we have the possibility of change, of, of positive change. Right, yeah. um, and that depends on what we do now. Hmm. Um, if we do nothing, then we could live in a sort of Mad Max sort of hell. Right. But Can we do enough right now to actually make a difference or are we already screwed? So there's definitely, climate change is definitely happening and will continue to happen no matter what we do, period. But the changes that we make can make a significant difference in how bad it gets. It's right. not an all or nothing, right? So, like, maybe, you know, 50 million people die, or maybe it's a billion. It's kind of up to us. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Oh, this is higher up. <laughs> this is a heartwarming episode. Yeah, yeah. Get up to the top of a hill. Yeah. You know, like the funny thing about climate change is that it's very hard to get people motivated about it that don't live on the coast. Like, it's yeah. a lot of people who are, like, near the ocean and they can see it every day and, like, that thing's coming to get us. But if you live in Winnipeg, you're just like, whatever. Yeah. I've never seen the sea. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Pieces often, of it yeah. fall on me at minus 40. Yeah, let's get it happening. I've often thought working at Science World, if anything major happens, I'm not in a good position at all. <laughs> yeah, you're on a false creek. Yeah. It's not even... On pillars. <laughs> yeah. The entire building is on pillars. <laughs> so uh, now, uh, uh, you know, when, when we're talking about, like, uh, uh, you know, things that, you know, if we act now, uh, but how do we know that that humans are the ones causing it? Are there other, uh, you know, possibilities of, of climate change happening you know, uh, on its own. Bears. It's bears doing it. <laughs> yeah. It's not you us. I actually did hear an argument that it's camels in Australia. See? That's a whole nother. <laughs> camels <laughs> in Australia. Well, so, so, but, but Wait, really, do they have camels in Australia? They have a million feral camels. What? That we, wow. That we, that we introduced, like, that people introduced there, uh, like, 100 years ago. And um, they've just, their population doubles Man, every nine years. Are stupid. I yeah. now have a reason to go to Australia even more. They're like, yeah. well, there's lots of spiders. So yeah. you better... Oh, oh, darn. <laughs> yeah. Sir, what's in your bag? Yeah. Is that a camel? <laughs> Someone just went and they're like, it's a desert. How do we get around? Uh, probably camels, I guess. Yeah. 
We have cars. No, uh, camels. Oh, man. Uh, jumping over a different topic, though, speaking of deserts, I mean, uh, you know, I, I read that in, in China, uh, you know, the Chinese government, they're planting like, what, like a, a like a millions of trees or even like a billion trees to try and like stop the, the incursion of the desert into the cities. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, where they're, yeah, they're, it's just like, I think it's been going on for uh, uh, maybe a couple of decades. Um, my, my knowledge of this is probably a little bit off, but essentially <laughs> the Chinese government, in order to try and stop the desert from taking over cities and like keeping expanding, they're trying to plant like a wall of trees. Wow. Uh, and uh, apparently it's sort of working. Is it a great wall or just like a regular? <laughs> <laughs> it's an okay yeah. wall. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, uh, you know, plus, plus China has uh, the ability to uh, make rain clouds. Like what? it has ability, yeah, during... Cloud during, seeding, I heard Cloud seeding, yeah. yeah. They use lasers. Yeah. And, oh, uh, this and is blowing my mind right during, now. During, uh, yeah, I think like during... During the Olympics. During the Olympics, in order to try and clear the air quality, they went up with planes and they, they uh, made... Uh, using science, they <laughs> seeded the clouds and made it rain. What? It's one of the uh, 10% of non-cat uses for lasers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that they were just really good at uh, drone choreography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but speaking back to your question, and in terms of us actually influencing things like clouds, but more importantly, the climate... Um, we know that we are causing climate change because of a lot of reasons. Um, number one is that we can actually, it's, it's a very simple system of like, we put this gas into the air and it has this effect and we can study that in a closed environment. Um, and we, we've been able to also say if carbon dioxide levels rise by this much from gas, from burning fossil fuels, then the temperature should rise by this much. And we've been able to, to predict that and actually watch it happen. So yeah, and it, and it's us. Like we were, fossil fuels have been buried since the dinosaurs. And we're now getting them to take over the planet again by uh, putting them into the air, so. But how are we gonna go fast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, point, have, good point, good point, Ivan. What about, Tesla's, yeah. what about people who have to, <laughs> Tour on the road <laughs> and need air. You want me to get back on a train <laughs> like uh, Laurel and Hardy? But train uses coal, so yeah, that's true. Ooh, if you could just yeah. please bike your tour, I really do. It's kind of funny that yeah, planes are like a huge contributor. I don't know what the percentage is, but it's like it's the, massive. the amount of uh, disgusting <laughs> carbon footprint that airline companies put into the world is insanity. And so it's like one of the things we could do is immediately switch to something more reasonable. But the problem is we live in a world where everybody wants something immediately. So mm -hmm. it's like instead of taking six hours to get somewhere, it might take a little bit longer, which is fine. But it's like now everybody's talking about like, but they have the, what is it, the Hyperloop? Elon Musk wants to do a thing that's like LA to New York in right. three in a hours, few hours or something. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Why don't they do that? Yeah. Come on, Elon. Yeah. It's magnets. Change the world even faster. Use, uh, fossil fuels, probably. I don't know. <laughs> I think it would be all electric in a vacuum tube. It's supposed yeah. to be really cool. But we, he's already got. We've already got Teslas from him, and we can drive those without burning fossil fuels. But and sleep in them. That happens a lot in uh, in California. <laughs> That's the four and five. We've people seen the videos. Yeah. Self driving. People are just asleep in their car. It's amazing. Oh my That's god. Wild. So what are what are some things that we can do? to stop climate change besides biking when you do your comedy tour? 
I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of ways. Like we can do big life changes. Like I'm trying not to fly for work. No offense, well, yeah. but it's I'm hard, not offended. Right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think I'm flying to Calgary. Yeah, yeah. I'm for, sorry. It's, it Pay your carbon offset tax. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, but there, there's something we need to keep in mind too. Is that I, I've I've heard this a lot. It's like, oh, we all need to fly less and we all need to drive less, and really like. It, it's a small percentage of people that that have a huge carbon impact, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the richest 1% are flying every week. And the government, like government people fly so much. The fact that our, in British Columbia, our parliamentary office is on an island that is inaccessible <laughs> via the land means that anybody, any parliamentary figure that needs to go to the rest of the country or even come to Vancouver has to take a ship or a, a plane. It's yeah. like kind of, it's the... We're more connected than we've ever been. So it's like, why do people have to actually be at the place? There's nobody else. There's nobody needs to actually be there except for a comedian. They have to go. <laughs> it's very important. Uh, to comedians see are live. exempt. They of need their own <laughs> airline that is free. But you're totally right. How many how many meetings could take place just on Skype? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, how many I, meetings could just not happen? Meetings are the most boring thing <laughs> in the world. Anybody I know that has a job that does meetings, they're like, Yeah, I had meetings all day. What did you get done? Nothing. We all just looked at stuff, and it's every meeting is like an hour, and then everybody leaves and goes. Uh, so I'll email you about that thing? Yeah, well, I'll email you. Great. Email me everything we just talked about in the meeting. Okay, good. I'm glad we all wasted our time and got some free Danishes. <laughs> That's the whole point, see? It's all about the... It's all about Danishes. I don't get any Danishes at my meeting. It's also the fact that, like, flying... All this stuff is set up uh, from a systemic point of view to be... Like, uh, the fact that it's all a tax write-off, right? Like, I... I right. in At the end of the year, I want to spend a lot of money on flights and cabs and... Things like that because they're all write-offs that the government allows me to save money from doing. So, like, and I'm just an idiot. I don't know anything. I have an accountant. But there are people with teams of accountants that are going, like, you need to fly seven more times this year, and then you won't have to pay any tax at all. Yeah. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, the positive actionable. You know what I do? I don't eat fish anymore. That's, we should all stop eating fish. But sushi. Yeah, stop it. No. The sushi craze is so bad for the world. <laughs> Seriously, though, I mean, meat, like fish is bad, but general, in general, meat production is a huge contributor to climate change. Yeah, corn-fed, bad. Like, if you can get grass-fed small herd cattle, it's well, a lot better than, like, the huge industrial corn-fed farming. I mean, Maybe it's better, but even then, if you have a massive cow walking around and it lives for, I don't know, a year, it's going to be farting out liters of methane into the air every day. Yeah. And that is, that is a gas that's 19 times worse than carbon dioxide. So, like, no matter how you feed it, it's bad. Yeah. So <laughs> right? You don't have to eat it. So eat Beyond uh, Burgers. Just all Beyond, Beyond burgers. burgers. Poultry? Is, does, uh, like, does poultry give up the same? It's better, but it's not perfect. I mean, right. ideally we should. The real answer, if you want, is the best way to do this is to all be vegan or to right. just be vegan most of the time. Yeah. Um, meat should go back to being like a special thing. The fact that we have meat every day is like pretty insane. Uh, yeah. Every meal. Every meal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, true. most people do it. They have three different kinds of meat. Like that's insane. If you went back to the medieval times and told them, you're like, I'm one of the <laughs> poorest members of society. <laughs> However, I eat upwards of four different animals a day. Sometimes we mix them together to the point where we can't even tell the difference. I had five guys before coming here. That's like nine different types of meat just in one burger. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, now, uh, you, you know, climate change is. Um, uh, I, I'm loving this discussion, and and it's you know even from us, we all have our own uh, perspectives and thoughts about it. Uh, why then are you know we're talking about the fear of climate change? Why then is there also perhaps a fear of talking about climate change? Why are some people, uh, you know, they they're either like no, I don't believe in climate change. There's definitely climate change deniers. But then how come there are also people who perhaps are like, well, I I I'm doing my best, but I can't. But you know, I'm just one person. You know, uh, yeah. Why are there are people like that, and what can we do? What can our listeners do to perhaps keep the conversation going in a positive way that can maybe help affect change? I think there's three reasons. One is that people are nervous that they're going to enter a conversation about climate change and find themselves in a room with a climate change denier. Mm-hmm. And another is that, that is people have, yeah, <laughs> which I understand. I've been there many, many times, and I think that 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 is becoming less and less of a concern because I think climate change denial is on the on the downslope. Yeah, all you have to do is point to all the tornadoes in the Midwest this year. (laughs) So what's going on there? Is that, what's that from? The Pride Parade, maybe? I guess that's what you're going to tell me next, isn't it? Yeah, point to literally any region that I can think of in the world and whatever their most extreme environmental Hey, remember how every July in Vancouver we can't see the sun because of the fire smoke? Yeah. Do you remember that every summer when you were a kid? Oh, no? Oh, okay. So I guess it's different now. (laughs) I also think that people have a lot of anxiety about climate change. And, like... It's stressful to talk about. Like people are, if in, in yeah, Canada, birth rates are going down. Yeah, they, yeah. In Canada, mm-hmm. people, you know, you ask someone how they're doing, and it's almost. I think it might be illegal to say anything other than I'm good, right? Like we don't talk about our oh, stresses. True, you know, you know it's interesting because like before talking about the weather used to be the classic, <laughs> true. The classic. Hey, you know, uh, but yeah. now now Everybody it's was like, like don't talk about religion or politics. Stick to the weather. Now it's the opposite. Yeah. Climate <laughs> change has killed small talk. Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, it's getting pretty cold. How about, how about Trump. Uh, let's <laughs> talk about politics yeah. or sex, maybe. <laughs> what uh, church do you go to? <laughs> I think the third thing, who's the last on my list, Daniel, mm-hmm. is that as you kind of mentioned, I think a lot of people aren't sure what they can do mm-hmm. or aren't sure if they even know enough to have the discussion. Right. And I think that honestly, like, that's okay. Like, that is a discussion all in itself, and that's totally fine to have, and we need to be having that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a big problem in also diffusion of responsibility, which is something that happens, you know, it's that thing. It's, it's like if 10 people are watching a building burning, nobody calls 911 because they assumed one of the other nine did. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with, with climate change because it, uh, it is actionable, but the action requires us to give up our... Uh, hedonistic lives mm-hmm. of overindulgence, which we've lived through for the past hundred years. And yeah. we were raised within it. We lived these lives of plenty. And it's a big problem. People really don't want to give it up because they're yeah. like, I just want to be. But realistically, there should be almost like, a, I mean, it's already kind of starting with intermittent fasting. People are like, is it fun to not eat for a bit? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> great. Take that concept and apply it to every part of your life. Just start giving stuff up. Because, I mean, it's either you start slowly letting go of things to help the world, or it's all going to come crashing down. And uh, Or it's not. I think that's the other thing that people don't realize, is that climate change is this, like, slow death. And uh, I read an article about Easter Island and how that was, like, a good example of an environment that completely collapsed. And, like, because Easter Island is these big statues. Nobody knows what happened to the people. They just assume they all died suddenly from a disease or whatever, but apparently further research showed that they died extremely slowly from just over 
use of resources. And like they basically ate all the animals and then they ate all the rats. And then they like, so it's like, this is the thing about humans is we are very resourceful and we will live in a horrible environment and just be completely in denial. Like I can guarantee, like probably 50 years from now, people are gonna be like, yeah, we all eat cockroaches now. Whatever. I used to hate them. It's great. We're doing fine. Everything's fine. Well, there are parts of the world where eating insects and cockroaches is... Yeah, uh, they're supposed to be the new of... super protein. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got a lot in my apartment. It's pretty sustainable. Yeah, but you want to make sure it's wild uh, crickets, not none of that farmed crickets. No farmed though. crickets. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that it really does come down to um, just like even when you're talking about, oh yeah, we should, you know, we should all be vegan. My first thought was like, shit, no, I don't. But I like meat, and I like eating meat. That's what I enjoy my my breakfast wrap from Tim Hortons in the morning. And then I would not be able to yeah. do that. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, once a week. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's exactly. comfort, right? It's it's. I yeah. I am really bad for being in my routine, and yeah. and changing that routine right. is difficult. And I will be the first to admit, I do the bare minimum needed uh, to to really help the environment. I recycle. Uh, Isn't it fun that recycling just doesn't do anything anymore? Yeah, I know. Because yeah. all the countries we send our recycling to just decided they don't want it anymore. <laughs> because yeah. they have more than enough. They're like, yeah, we yeah. have too much. They're like, yeah, we don't want to recycle. Recycling yeah. is dumb. Yeah. Recycling should be gone. It, it should be. We should be focusing not on sustainability but on sort of uh, positive change so like metal canisters like we should all have like a mad max belt with like a fork and a knife (laughs) and a straw and a little bowl why not just have that on you if you like to go out to eat that's a really smart and then there now there's like people who traveled in the desert in like lawrence of arabia just have a bunch of little tins and then you go to a play but it's like you know it's obviously there's the element of sanitation and stuff so it's we like can market it as uh as batman's utility belt yeah but they have like these <laughs> conflicting things right because if everybody's using reusable stuff then if somebody gets food poisoning now it's like well where's the blame it's not on this clean plastic fork that i used once and then stuffed in a dolphin's blowhole <laughs> i brought this fork from home so maybe it's my fault or maybe it's yours and mm. then again Liabilities. lawyers are ruining the world <laughs> <laughs> And so then, that's the cause of climate change. Obviously, oh. lawyers are the worst. I knew it. <laughs> they wreck everything. I've been trying to live a completely zero-waste lifestyle. That's, like, been my goal for a while this year, pretty all much right. all year. Mm-hmm. You Which did is, a video on no plastic, right? Yeah, for, yeah. I cut my trash down and my recycling down by 95% in three months, which I'm, like, really proud of. So now it's, like, you know, 20 grams of trash a, week, a month, which is, like, really, really small compared to the, the average... The average in Canada is, I think, two kilograms a day. So it's, like, a lot. But I think, like, you know, yes, that's actually not that hard to do. But I don't think that's what we need. Like, I think, you know, yeah, we could have everybody bringing their cutlery and bringing all their cans and jars everywhere all the time. But what we really need is for everyone to be doing it poorly. <laughs> like, we don't need anybody right. to be doing it perfectly. Yeah. It's the same with, like, veganism. We don't need a world completely full of vegans or a world of a billion vegans we need everybody to have like a few days a week where they don't eat as much meat yeah Yeah. that's what i've been doing is i've been trying to cut back on the amount of meat that i have yeah only having it like three days a week type thing and if i do have fish instead of of beef and and all that and there you know uh, there's a meatless monday um, damn it i haven't quit wrecking everything i'm doing (laughs) i'm sorry i'm very against anybody touching the oceans they're in a very bad 
splash right now. Don't touch it! Did you know that a lot of the plastic in the ocean is actually discarded fishnets from people fishing? Most of the plastic in the ocean is not actually, people think it's straws, but it's not. It's, it's it's commercial fishing waste. Oh man! Well, luckily so, I don't fish any of the fish that I eat. <laughs> well, then I guess it's all fine. We One, fixed it. <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> One of the best ways I think to make someone make a change in their life is to tell them how it's bad for them. With fish, they're full of plastic. If you're eating fish, I'm just telling you, your body's gonna be full of microplastics. Uh-huh. We don't really know how bad it is for so people. So first, I had to be bad. worried about mercury in my fish, and now yeah. I have to be worried about microplastics too. Oh, and also, uh, it probably it, there's a pretty good chance that it's not the fish that it says on the menu. The oh fish, yeah. Fish on uh, species of fish are all very different, and so there there's tons of places that are like spray painting tilapia pink and saying it's salmon, <laughs> and there's fish that are like. Literally inedible to humans and like gives you diarrhea. And yeah, people are just the like, fake tuna. Yeah, I heard about that the other day. I learned about that after going to a really bad sushi place. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> why do I feel like crap afterwards? Yeah. I learned that yeah, they use this one fish. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, that tastes and looks a lot like tuna, but it's not tuna at all. Yeah, and gives you yeah. It's got a in the fats of its body. There's like a, a laxative effect. Yeah. Fun. So I can't even <laughs> yeah. trust my one thing, sushi, anymore. Don't believe wow. don't believe what they're telling you. Yeah, this is turning out to be a very depressing episode. <laughs> <laughs> I feel better. I mean, I'm vegan, so this is like... Yeah, yeah. I'm this, not is Curtis. <laughs> this is basically just uh, why Curtis is better than everyone on <laughs> the podcast. But that uh, yeah. is kind of, in a way, that's something that does make it a difficult discussion, is that... To, to hear this kind of thing and to be like, no, what you're doing is bad. You need to do this instead. Yeah, it's hard to like listen to. Yeah, being told that what they're doing is wrong. And, you know, because it's, I mean, this is obviously a huge problem all over the world in every aspect of it is people's knee-jerk reaction when they are told that their thinking is incorrect or that something they're doing is causing harm is not to, if we've learned anything from Twitter, is that no one's learning anything. Everybody just has a knee-jerk reaction to get uh, upset, they feel attacked, and then they uh, almost double down on their resolve. Yeah. They're like, fine, right. I'm going to eat more meat just to make you mad. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I really tonight. wasn't following that, but I would retweet it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have an extra Five Guys bur- burger after this just to, yeah, go just to, to show guys. Curtis. I'm going to buy a bunch of sushi and just throw it in the sea. (laughs) You're free. (laughs) I think that's part of the reason that climate change is a hard problem, though, because we end up polarizing it where it's like it's an all or nothing thing. People feel attacked. Nobody wants to feel attacked. Totally. And it is is this thing where uh, there are certain people doing better than others, and then people feel bad that they're not doing as well. It's like when you go to the gym and everybody's really ripped and you're not, and you're like, I'm just going to quit. It's like... That's why I don't go to the gym. Yeah, it's it really is this thing where uh, I think that the change, again, needs to be put on the upper levels of, of system. Like, it's, it's very uh, irresponsible of a governing body to try to put the burden of change on its citizens. Yeah. It never works. Read 1984. The, if the hope <laughs> is in the proles, it's not going to work. You're never going to get these people to band together. Yeah. Well, they don't care. You have to, it has to come from the top. Yeah, and I think that the the propaganda um, from the government, you know, in the 1940s, 1950s, that whole the baby boomer generation was very much that 
you know, we need to, it's all about us. It's yeah. all about consumption. It's all about, you know, everything is made for us. We don't care. Yeah. Environmentalism wasn't a Have thing a hamburger then. and drink a Coca-Cola like a patriot. Yeah, exactly. And, and the Nazis will win. <laughs> and get it covered in plastic in the drive-thru. Yes. Yeah. And it's just that carryover of that mindset um, that even like the baby boomers are our parents or our grandparents if we're younger, um, that that we've just been taught that. We've been taught that our entire lives that, you know, the world is made for us to to take what we want from it. Yeah. And now we're like, wait. No, it's not. Yeah. How about you stop doing that now? Yeah, and there's been so much evidence of this. Like, it's just the most ludicrous thing that people just assume. Like, even whaling. Like, that was one of the first examples of this, where people were like, these giant beasts, they're in the sea. Let's harvest them. When no one knows how many there are. They're coming up from the bottom of the ocean. They'll yeah. be so many forever. And then, like, you know, there was... It was horrendous that how many whales were killed in... I don't know what the height of whaling was, like the 20s. Maybe. And like, yeah, we're burning oil for lamps. And it was just like, this was our source of fuel, was whale oil. And now it's like, it seems insane if you tell somebody that, like, oh no, we use rocks now. We burn rocks instead of these <laughs> <Yeah>. animals. <laughs> we were murdering animals and putting their fat in a lamp just to read our Charles Dickens novels to be depressed about the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there was probably one nerd that was uh, was there being like, I know how many whales yeah, are yeah. left. And they're like, shut Stop up, nerd. It's pretty bad to kill the whales. We're going to run out of whales. Never! <laughs> yeah. Even the east coast of Canada, there were stories in, like, Newfoundland where it's like, cod. there's that whole thing. Yeah, you could walk from walk to Cape Breton on the backs of the cod. Like, there's so much cod in the water that it was insane. Oh, now yeah, you've never it seen collapsed, it. right? right. Yeah. Wow. yeah. The whole economy's gone there now. The whole wow. cod economy. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Well, I mean, uh, uh, you know, I wonder if it's, you know, part of it in, in perhaps even in our, you know, generation, you know, a lot of the thought process behind it is like, well, not in my lifetime. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, ah, and if you don't have kids, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, not going to affect my kids. Yeah. Too many people aren't having kids. Yes. Start having kids, damn it. Care about the planet for once. People without children are very irresponsible. <laughs> um, I, I think that it's also that whole um, mentality of, you know, it's not our problem. It's the next generation's problem. Yeah. And at least the, the millennial generation. That's which, us. We're the I millennial know. generation. I know. That's what I was about to say. We are the millennials. Um, what? We're, we're a bit better at it, at right. taking more accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think even we uh, get into trouble with the whole, the next generation's got it under control. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really excited about what the next generation is doing. Like high school students now are protesting on yes. mass. Like yeah. I've never yeah. seen protests in my whole life. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. It, back in back in May, there was a global climate strike uh, with hundreds of thousands of school students around the world uh, walking out to protest to try and get encourage and force these governments to do to do action. And whenever anybody says like, oh, I'm just one person and I can't make a big difference, that started with one one Swedish 15-year-old student named Greta Thunberg, and she's just like, you know, climate change is a mess. I'm going to start striking from schools every Friday. And now it was it was over a million people, wow. uh, I think, in, wow. in, in, when it was in May. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if there's anything, uh, it's pretty easy to get teenagers to take a day off school. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin this for that's, us. That's I've not been... a feat. It's yeah. not some crazy, like, this isn't a walkout. Thank you, Greta, factory. for all of your hard work. Uh, Nobody's losing money. <laughs> no one's not having food on the table. It's teenagers skipping school. That's not a huge accomplishment. Let's not pat ourselves on the back too hard. Thank We're, you, Greta. Uh, 
uh, we uh, love and support We're you. We're trying to get a high note. Hey, here. why did you get the Nobel Prize? Oh, I got some teenagers to not go to school. Whoa, how'd you do that? I told them not to go, and they did. Wow. Uh, uh, so to, to wrap this amazingly happy conversation. No, but honestly, I'm very happy that the teenagers are doing it. They're yeah, going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so every episode uh, at the very end, we... Uh, I go to Twitter and I put in the hashtag of whatever we're talking about. I just kind of see what's happening real time. Um, so one thing that I was I was kind of looking at today was um, the Green New Deal that uh, the government is working. Which on. government? Canada Our government. Uh, the the one that doesn't matter, or the one that, yeah, yeah the one that affects the world. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Canadian the Canadian one. Oh, that one. The one that might actually do something about climate change. Uh, Up maybe? here, know, okay. Maybe. Hopefully. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, do you do you know anything about the the Green New Deal? Well, so I know that we're there's a debate. There's a regular debate in Canada, like political debates that happen. And I just saw a petition recently that was saying we need to get our actual politicians to actually debate climate change because currently they're not planning on doing that before the elections in the fall. Yeah, right. Um, Yeah, I know. It's like not even on the bill, which is also it's I mean, realistically, I can't believe we still have to debate it. But also... Yes, please talk about it. But we need to, be, I mean, we don't need to debate if it exists. We need to debate what to do. Yeah. And I think that yeah. right now, if you look at the politics of climate change in Canada, it's pretty confused because two days ago, again, this is June 20th, right. two days ago that Canada was like, it's a climate, we're in a climate emergency. We need to change everything. And then the next day, our prime minister was like, yeah, we're going to approve this pipeline for uh, the whole west side of Canada. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I think, like, you know, we obviously need to have... Got they great need jobs. Got to have those that. jobs. Middle class yeah. jobs. Gee, those hardworking jobs, those boys. They yeah. need those jobs. Yeah. How about having jobs in the green sector, maybe? Yeah. That. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, so the the government in general, I'm, I'm horrible to talk about the government because I... We're going to find out uh, when we do our next episode, Fear of Politics, how very little I know about politics. (laughs) Um, But do we think that we're doing our Canadian government and the American government? Let's talk about them, too. Why not? Uh, Are they doing a good job? Are they not doing a No, they're doing a terrible job. job. Okay. They're all doing a terrible job. Yeah, I think they're all doing a really, (laughs) really bad job. I mean, so... But but at the same time, uh, it is problematic because... Number one, they need to be reelected. Number two, there are a lot of the problem is the the carbon creation as a sector. There's so many jobs, so many people work in it because it's so it's big business and mm-hmm. it's it's waning. So they're pouring more and more money into it. I mean, when I was a kid, like I don't know where you guys grew up. If you grew up in Western Canada, but we all probably knew somebody that went to work at the oil patch because they made so much money. Yeah. So right. it's like right. these are very important jobs, and families need this money to grow and support each other, which is like such a weird. That's that's where the the main fear and the main issue comes in because it's basically people who are like, well, what am I going to do for a living? All I know how to do is pull oil out of the earth. I mean, I think aside from jobs too, especially in America, if you like in the sorry in the states, it's lobbying. I mean, yeah. the government say is like, well, let's. What do our voters say? Actually, I'm just, I don't care. I just want to know what these big corporations are telling. Yeah, me yeah, to. yeah, right. Um, yeah, look at guns. That's been a problem forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They gotta sort that out before they worry about the ocean killing them. Oh <laughs> yeah, I would say that's that's definitely a crossover topic with the fear of politics episode <laughs> then too because uh, uh, you know it seems like so many of these these uh, uh, things that you know happen uh, need to have changes you know at the top 
Yeah. And a lot of the times it doesn't. And again, it gets put onto us, the the uh, regular people that try and make these changes happen. That's and it's, you know, it's, people are single issue voters. So yeah. they have to, there's more important, there's more pressing issues right. too, right? Like, I don't know if you're a fan of John Valiant. He's an author from here. I highly recommend both of his books, Tiger and... I mean, he's, he's written others, but the two books I've read that I love are Tiger and, and The Golden Spruce. And uh, Tiger's really good because it talks about kind of uh, sort of this topic. It's basically conservation of tigers in a part of the world where humans are in so much trouble. It's also their uh, roaming borders, three countries that don't get along at all. So it's like... How can you get people to focus on helping tigers when so much else in their life is going wrong? Mm-hmm. So there's people that are like, they're just trying to make it to the end of the week, right? They yeah, just want right. to put gas in their truck. It's, they're at the point now where they're like, I can't worry about this climate change thing. I just need money. So it's like that, I think, is the the larger issue is basically like, so you're chasing these voters. People need to, they need to make changes without <laughs> Asking people is the main thing. Like, someone just needs to put their foot down and be like, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. It's bad for the earth. We're dying. And we also need to, like, with any sort of big problem like this, if we do, you know, help educate and help raise the lower classes and help do all of these bigger picture things, then everybody's suddenly on board with issues like climate change, which is like a win-win. Yeah. Yeah. You just need to listen or uh, watch Curtis's YouTube channel and learn about uh, about all the climate change and all the science there. And share it and subscribe (laughs) and hit that bell. Weirdly weirdly (laughs) enough, my life is in a place now where I can say, if you want to find my YouTube channel, search guy seals himself in a jar <laughs> and you'll find me yeah. that's great <laughs> not an actual jar though oh yeah no it's a big plastic container but that's a whole nother story <laughs> well uh I, I think you know one thing about uh this uh, episode it has shown me and hopefully our listeners is that you know this conversation about climate change uh is definitely one that needs to happen it, it can be one that can be done with with uh, with both seriousness and a little bit of levity and and yeah. hopefully with some hope as well with some humanity remember that everybody's a person yeah just true. because somebody works in the oil industry doesn't mean they're a monster yeah <laughs> yeah uh so uh, uh uh definitely keep the conversation going uh you know let us know what you thought about today's episode on our social media and if you are looking to find our guests where can they find you both so you can search Guy seals himself in a jar. <laughs> or you can... My, my name is Curtis Bowdy. K, that's Curtis with a K, Bowdy, B-A-U-T-E. And if you search it on YouTube, you'll find my channel about science and the environment. Awesome. Thank Amazing. you, Curtis. Uh, you can find me in your grocer's freezer. <laughs> uh, I'm on uh, Twitter at Ivan Decker. Um, and then if you go there, you can find links to the rest of my goings on. Awesome. Definitely uh, uh, definitely do that. And definitely uh, tune in for our future episodes. Check into our back archives of Fear of Science podcast. And yeah, we always uh, love chatting with you. So let's keep the conversation going. Until the next time that we talk, my name is Daniel Chai. I'm Jeff Porter. This is Fear of Science, and thank you for listening.